Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Red Bull Basement means to me opening doors for opportunities. This episode of the Women in Tech podcast is a Red Bull Basement special edition. In this series, you'll hear from both students and mentors of the program over the next few weeks. Red Bull Basement is a great opportunity for us. We've learned so much in the last two days. It's been jam-packed. We've met lots of friends and gotten to visit Toronto, which is an incredible opportunity. I expected that there'd be lots of people and the countries would be quite reserved, but I found that everyone is very engaging, very collaborative and super easy to get along. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast featuring women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest with Red Bull Basement coming at us from Norway. Welcome, Sonia, to the show. Hello. Hello. Glad to be here. Hi. Welcome to the Women in Tech podcast. So, Sonia, go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So um, I was born in Germany. So actually, I'm German. But then at the age of seven, we had to move to Tenerife due to health issues that my dad experienced. And then um, so I went through the English educational system there. And then I decided to study in London for my bachelor's. And I went for business management, which was highly enjoyable. But I didn't want to work there or live there permanently. So I was looking for another way. And I met many Scandinavians, very nice people. And then I've been to Scandinavia many times before. So I thought that would be a nice place to start my master's, look for a job potentially. At university, while doing my master's, I met my team for the Red Bull Basement Challenge. And we had similar views on education. So we came up with our idea and that's why we started to pursue it together. And tell us about your company that you're developing at Red Bull Basement. Yeah, so we called it Hooked, with ED being big, standing for education. And basically, uh, two of us, the two of us, we experienced, uh, we went through three different educational systems. So six in total. We both noticed that while we studied, we did enjoy it, but it was very theory-based. And while we did enjoy it and it was there was a lot of learning, we started wondering how much this would actually help us once we start looking for a job. And Jose Luis and me, we both went uh, looking for jobs to see whether we were on the right career path. And despite both graduating from pretty good universities, we both struggled. And personally, I went through four internships and I realized that uh, my studies, while being useful, it was very different being on the job to studying. So basically, we, th- we wanted to come up with a platform or an app that would allow you to practice real job skills and decision making that would actually complement your current education, which you would go through and help you in the workplace once you actually get a job. Why was Red Bull Basement an important part of the process in accelerating forward and bringing your idea to reality? Uh, Firstly, I think it was very helpful to get support. And uh, by winning Norway and representing Norway now, we did get the confirmation. I mean, we did believe in the idea from early on, which was nice. But at the same time, being such an idea with such a scale, such a scalability, it was important for us to to get the support, the mentorships, the, the opportunities that Red Bull gave us. 
So that was very good. And uh, in general, I would recommend to anyone who's thinking about opening a company or a business to focus a lot on the people that you surround yourself by. So we were very lucky in that sense with Red Bull. That helped us a lot. That's amazing. And what's a huge obstacle that you've overcome successfully and how did you overcome it? I think while being a student, probably the, one, of the, one of the biggest obstacles was uh, the time management between study life and running a company. Because while wanting to focus mainly on developing the company, you still have your responsibilities as students. But the way we overcame it was because our app is uh, based on education, we thought, okay, so our study time is actually uh, research in some way or another for the, for the company. So when we took another perspective on it, it didn't seem as frustrating anymore. And we actually managed to have a very good time management. So that helped a lot as well. When did you first become interested in business and technology? To be honest, from very early on. So my parents are both very supportive and both of them are entrepreneurs. So I come from entrepreneurial backgrounds, which was very motivating. And that helped because you you see that when you're supported and when you're encouraged. And obviously, when you go for business, you will encounter risks, you will encounter challenges. But when you grow up from early on, knowing that you will find one way or another of overcoming them, it's very motivational. So the, the why behind it is probably the biggest reason why you would go into business in the first place. And what is your why? My why is um, my mom's a doctor. She did study some psychology as well. And we started seeing like, I mean, that's one of the reasons, but we started seeing how many people are actually happy in their jobs. And in hospitals, you notice many times that people experience high stress, high amounts of stress. And in order to cope with challenges, like in every kind of job, you need a certain degree of happiness to overcome those challenges and the why. While you have jobs where you have a very big why that keep you motivated and other jobs that may not be the case. So once I started digging into it, only 13% of American employers feel that people are prepared and happy at their job. That's a scandalous like number if you think about it, 13% only. I felt that if we improve our educational system to actually make people feel prepared, people will be happier in their jobs. And if they're happier, everybody like there's no way somebody cannot benefit from their employees or as individual students being happy at their job. That's amazing. I love that. And the team that you've put together around this, tell me about your team and one thing you've learned about team communication. Yeah, so um, my main team consists of Jose Luis and me. So Jose Luis is from Mexico, and he also experienced three educational systems. And we have a third team member. She's called Emily, and she comes from the U.S., also very different educational backgrounds. And uh, probably one challenge, it wasn't a challenge, it was more like a, a type of perspective, I would say. We have all very different ways of working, while at the same time, at the beginning, we kind of struggled a little bit about it. But we did like we realized that it does balance each other out once you take correct communication approach to it. So once you're willing to actively participate and listen to the other person rather than answering just quickly to get your opinion out, which was probably one of my biggest flaws, we quickly had a steep learning curve. So that was very that was very good. And did you meet your team at Red Bull Basement or was it before then? Is this an idea that you birthed at Red Bull Basement or have you been working on this for a while? So basically what happened is the three of us, we moved to Norway for our master's program at BI Norwegian Business School. And it's a very new program, like it's the second year they're running it. It's for entrepreneurship and innovation. So we all come from backgrounds where we're interested in using tech for innovation. And we met at campus, we met in the same course. So that's when we started thinking about it. We were discussing ideas after class. But then once we actually saw the Red Bull Basement Challenge, we started working on it more and more. And that's how we got into it. That's amazing. And what is a piece of advice that you've gotten that has really helped accelerate you forward? 
I think one of the biggest advices was to make clear how much you believe in your idea. Because, I mean, firstly, we were very lucky with the team that we had. I'd say, firstly, it's very important who you surround yourself by uh, within the team and outside the team. And secondly, I'd say if you're willing to share your idea, then depending on how you take critical feedback, at the end of the day, it depends on you how you respond to feedback, whether it's positive or negative. So that was very helpful. And then actually how much you believe in your own idea, because an idea itself can be great. It, can, it might not be as great, but depending on how much you believe in it, it will heavily impact the execution of your idea and the way other people will believe in it. So I think you will really struggle to make other people believe in your idea and support if you don't yourself. I think that's beautiful advice. I love it. Is there anything else that you wanted to share that you feel like we haven't discussed? Anything to share? Well, I would say give people a chance potentially around you. If you have very different ways of working, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Some argue that you should work with people who are similar like you. I, I To be honest, from the, this is one experience I learned from this. I actually learned to disagree. Uh, if you surround yourself by people who think exactly like you, you might speed up things, but you will not get different perspectives. You will not get challenged in the same way. And while it is frustrating at the beginning, you learn to learn, essentially. You learn to communicate, you learn to gain new perspectives. And I think uh, when you open a business, that's probably one of the most insightful things you will get. Because most businesses that are successful, that are big, that we know at this point, they focus on learning and a why rather than on making money on a final outcome or result. Because I think the learning is what will take your business to the next level and improvement is learning essentially. So yes. Completely. That is an amazing note to kind of wrap things up on. Uh, where can people find you? So my Facebook is written a little bit differently. It's S-O-N-J-A-G-U-R-W-I-T-S-C-H. And my email is uh, G-U-R-V-I-C-H. S-O-N-J-A at gmail.com. What is a favorite app, hardware, or website that you can't live without, like Evernote or Uber? Probably Blink. It's not a very famous one. Blink is an app I recently discovered. Well, it actually, my boyfriend, recommended. like, we're both listening to it. So the way we do is because as students, you don't have that much time to read and expand your knowledge outside education. So what you do is you, you get to listen to books within 10 minutes, 16 minutes, the entire summary, like key outlook outcomes or learnings from the books. And it saves a lot of time. And then you know what to keep reading on. If you're interested, you can grab the book and keep reading on. But if not, then you probably didn't spend eight hours on something that you will not have gotten much out of. So that's very valuable in terms of time savings and learnings and generally like. What's one of the latest lessons you've learned to a book you've listened to on Blink? So uh, we actually listened to one yesterday called um, The Lean Startup. It's a very classic one. We had that in, in, at uni as well. But it was interesting to hear the entire piece. It's about how much you have to change and adapt towards an idea and how best to get the solution to the customer and how much uh, their input actually matters, customer discovery and validation. So uh, the details of getting your idea to actually uh, get life into existence. Very interesting. I love it. Sonia, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast to connect with more amazing women in tech around the world. Remember, go to the Women in Tech Facebook group. You can get there right away by going to womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Sonia Gurevich, co-founder of Hooked. So what we do is we try to close the gap between education and the working space. We're currently in Oslo, Norway, and you're listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.